Okay, so welcome to the next podcast. I've forgotten the number now. He always says the next podcast. Is this 22? Uh, 22. Know. Okay, the well. <coughs> I'm so glad our guest is paying attention and not you. Yeah, well, you know what? I'm, <laughs> I'm just the editor and recording guy. Yeah. You know, I don't count. Who edits all the counts, numbers? Pretty much. But what I do is when I go into SoundCloud, I'm like, oh, what number? And they're like, oh, yeah, tw- 22 uh, or 23. Then you like, should yeah. maybe check that before we do the podcast. Probably, but I've got a very short memory. <laughs> Goldfish. So we have a new guest on the show. I'll leave him to last. But Devin, welcome. Thank you. Show. You are such a regular here. You don't need an introduction. Oh, okay. Well, Int- I'm introduce Devin. yourself. I am Devin, case. the PR manager for Megaron, and uh, yeah, here again to of talk uh, talk games with with Graham Sullivan. Indeed, indeed. And uh, our guest for tonight is drumroll, please. Glenn Alexander, welcome. Yeah, well, Glenn, first let me welcome you to Johannesburg, Thank the you city of gold. Yeah. Well, there's no more gold left because I've stolen it all, but it, it city was of gold. games and gold. Exactly. Definitely. Thank you very much to, to you, Graham and Pleasure. Glenn, for having me. Wow. It's good to have you on the show. An opportunity like this, we're not going to give it a miss. It's and good to have a fresh face. I'm tired mm. of listening to Graham. Fresh, so fresh, voice, of fresh, fresh voice. Fresh voice. Fresh voice. <laughs> <laughs> the only reason why I know it's show number 22 happens to be my favourite number. Oh, yeah. I actually remember you saying something and, like that. And oh. for you to get me on this at this podcast, oh, number 22. So it's all this on such oh. a wonderful can you, occasion. Can you hear that? Oh, yeah. It's it. my heart. Oh. Yeah, so 22 has <laughs> got a special meaning for me, and then happy to be starting my podcast debut with Xbox. Hey, we, we'll, we'll see how he goes today, and we'll, we'll maybe include him again. You never know. This is your trial. This your is a trial. trial. Okay. Okay. You'll be tested okay. afterwards. All right. We'll have an audience participation vote. <laughs> <laughs> so, today I want to chat about, we haven't actually chatted about this properly, but esports in South Africa. When I was at Rage this year, I saw a lot of guys coming to chat. So I said, you know, guys are getting serious now about Call of Duty and you know getting to the competitive space. We've hosted some tournaments, which we'll chat about. You know, we'll weave it into the, com- the conversation. Yes. But Glenn, you actually manage a team. You've actually been involved in the professional gaming yes. space for quite a while. Tell, got, us, tell us about it. Got a little bit of a roadmap with esports in South Africa. One from being a player in... <laughs> give my age away, like 1998, 99, when Agasa was still around. And back when your hand-eye coordination <laughs> was a lot better. Yeah, when it was terrible. Yeah. Um, and then later on, moved over to facilitating events down in Cape Town. Okay. Uh, so we actually hosted a couple of tournaments and lands and online tournaments. And then more recently, now the last 18 months, 20 months, actually managing a Call of Duty team. Nice. Well, how, what do you think is the competitive space in Cape Town quite, is it, is it growing or is it still fairly small? Who would you say is the bigger the bigger city in terms of competitive gaming? Is it, is it Bloemfontein. Really? No. <laughs> well, there's not a lot to no. do there. It's farming and gaming. No. Uh, ca- ca- I'd say it's about 60-40 split with Cape Town dominating it. Okay. Um, just because my guys come from there, so the talent is down there. Mm. Now I'm just having a dig. Um, it's about a 60-40 split um, okay. uh, competitive-wise. Uh, there's Clint from Zombie yes. Gamer that he facilitates tournaments back and back to back. He's actually got a, a little uh, festival coming up, and we've sent some Halo copies down to yes. him. And he's yeah. doing a he's doing a tournament. Is it FIFA? Yeah, he, well, he does FIFA. He, on console. He does FIFA, um, Halo, Call of Duty. Jeez, um, okay. So he does, he does the whole spill. So Cape Town has got a dedicated guy to run tournaments like that, mm. and and he puts in the hard yards. Um, and then up here, they haven't had that um, communi- fight, yeah, community yeah. guy to be able to fa- facilitate tournaments. But that's where you guys have stepped up. Yeah, we, we definitely want to. We stepped up, did we? Yes. <laughs> De- Devin, I sent you a mail to Oh, Well, if you look back, you guys did Gears of War, yeah. you've done Halo. Um, and I must say, that is probably the most fun I've ever had in my job, doing that tournament. I never forget, 
We actually started the shout casting with a guitar hero mic. That's what we shout cast and we were passing it around Pass like a mic. baton. And I, I think now if we had to have it again, we've we've got like professional recording equipment, we could see well, everyone the looks, mic. Very good. Once Thanks. we got it into the right yeah. like to know. That's quite embarrassing. <laughs> so yeah. so for the guys listening, we couldn't figure out why the audio wasn't working. Not we. No no. Graham. Okay, me. <laughs> you know, I've got a history. People me people will know cables. that I'm not a wise cable guy. No. But I actually, I plugged it into the wrong hole, even after saying that I always get it in the right hole. <laughs> and I had it in the wrong hole. So apologies for that. Guys. Up and running. What advice can you give to people that want to get into the competitive space? Like, well, what is the best way to get involved? I mean, you see a lot of these teams breaking up. and so What yeah, advice can you uh, give? You get a different ga- different type of game. You've got your casual guy who's just going to go out there, pick up a game, sit at home, play cop with his friend, mm. his partner, um, and just play the game through. Or you get a guy who's got this competitive gene in him, his DNA is there to win and and get better at the game. So to get into competitive, you've got to have a little bit of element of I want to win or I want to succeed mm. or I want to get recognized. Um, and of course, having a passion of putting the hard yards in and then practicing. And Every day. Yes. Yeah. So if you're wanting to get into the space of esports is get, get the game, get into the lobbies, get yourself a decent headset and start playing and finding friends you can play with. Make a pickup team to, to, to um, get started mm-hmm. and, and then ask questions out on Twitter. There's a whole community out there just waiting to share experiences, pass on their knowledge and, and to bring in the younger guys or the new guys. Because uh, the bigger the, the talent pool is, the, the more oh, sorry, the more players we've got, the bigger mm. the talent pool at the end of the day. Sure. Uh, look, I want to see it grow in this country. I mean, since I've been playing games, the yeah. community's been small, but it, it is growing. It is growing. And, and yeah, we sent teams overseas. I mean, I think the, the last, last team year. wasn't quite fully <laughs> South African, but the fact that we we actually gained that space now where we are yeah. invited to these tournaments. Yeah, for the past deal. two years, um, Call of Duty Champs in LA has, has we've sent two teams, or you guys mm. have sent two teams. And the experience that they bring back with them keeps igniting what is here and the passion and the, and the actual the, the progress in the sport. You say that there's a lot of, uh, you know, the, the guys that want to get into the competitive scene. I mean, we get it all the time. You know, guys want to be sponsored and all that yeah. sort of stuff. And it's very difficult, yeah, you know. Um, the amount of mails I get from <laughs> <laughs> uh, Snap! I also get yeah. Facebook messages. Myself, I even get asked to get it's, it's tough, and I think a lot of people don't realize that it's it's still quite uh, quite new. And like you say, like there was an important thing that you were saying there uh, about uh, people wanting to get into competitive gaming. And there is certainly an element that you need to have as a gamer. I mean, yeah. it's one thing to think that you're you're really good at a game, but it's it's another thing to like you know have that you can take competitive drive. Any veteran bot played over and over, the game changes when you start playing exactly. against a human opponent. I think it's it's also a lot to do with um, you know I saw it like playing rugby type of thing. You know, you, you get some people who just have it's not even the skill; it's the vision of yes. of play. You know, yeah. and understanding. And understanding the concept, it's not about just running in and gunning and no. who has the best uh, accuracy type of thing. It's it's having a mind for the game. And yes. I think, you know, once if you have that sort of ability and that that's something that you can actually play on. But I think also more than that, it's I think it's also a lot harder to get into the competitive esports scene just because of the relationship of computer gaming and, you know, yes. your, your social impact in life and all that sort of stuff, especially with parents, you know. Esports is a, is a young man's game, and when parents are gonna, parents are gonna rather you go and play rugby for four hours a day yes. rather than sit in your room playing playing computer games. I mean, it's a, it's a huge obstacle, and 
a lot of people are going to be in denial of saying, well, I am that esports player, but you know, you might not be. And it's Correct. quite a difficult sort of scene to, yes, to decide on. How do you get to prove yourself if you're not putting in the hard hours behind mm. the closed doors? Exactly. And, and practicing and practicing and practicing. No, I agree. And I think it's, you know, that's, that's something that, you know, you sort of have to decide for yourself. I remember when I was running tournaments back in the day of gamer lobby type of thing, you know, uh, and I take comparison with uh, Nick Holden as well, you know, yes. I thought I was a pretty good player back in the day and you know I loved the game and there was just no tournaments for me to show off so we created our own tournaments and for people to play in us and when we did that you suddenly find people who have that talent to just take you out. Well, look you're looking at talent did you see me at your Call of Duty event? <laughs> I was cleaning up eh? <laughs> uh, no. I got, got quite competitive actually I started shouting at my team members I, I think I've got that competitive <laughs> yeah. nature like they weren't doing what they should have been doing and I was screaming at them and officers I had to go up and say listen guys I'm actually, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to raise my voice. I was just in the heat of the moment. You pulled Captain Rank. I did. Yeah. I did. <laughs> and we, we, we beat Telcom. If Telcom's listening, thanks. Good game. But we Next year, better luck next year. Yeah, we, we made it to quarterfinals that evening, but we were knocked out by the eventual winners, Lazy well, look, Gamer. The, te- the team that beat us actually came second. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, next year. Team Jimmy. But that event, your team Jimmy. <laughs> the event that Megaron put on with the, the launch of Advanced Warfare was a taste for the press and yeah. media of mm. what competitive uh, Call of Duty is all about. Yeah. Sitting there, headsets on I absolutely loved it Yeah, I I would love to do that again I actually want to host it's something that we want to actually try and do as an annual thing Uh, we want to try and do an annual uh, industry event you know keep it keep it in the industry and I think like you say for us it was important because you know we talk about esports a lot of the time we wanted the press to get that that taste and not even just like I mean the hardcore press understand it but like we wanted to get more of the press exposed to it to say just understand what that pressure is like yes, and, and yes. you know when they go back to their reporting they can sort of like relate to the the event that they had and, and the experiences that they took away from it type of thing Correct. you know the excitement the yes. adrenaline I mean I spoke to Gray afterwards you know and even for me like when you're playing under that pressure the adrenaline oh, you, oh, you come out shaking shaking palms sweating <laughs> hands crazy shaking but it's weird like when you play normally you know, it's like yeah, there's it's no, no sweat yeah. so it's, it's kind it, of crazy it is completely different I mean also I got myself a scuff controller. Oh, that, really? Yeah, I wanted to go pro. I thought, you know, this is it. <laughs> and I thought to myself, I must get it because it'll help me online. It helped me in the tournament, but now I play online. It's a different uh, story. I, I'm still trying to get around those those buttons on the back. It, it's like, yeah. I'm not used to uh, The two pedal, yeah. I think it has helped me, but I think I'm still just really bad. Well, if you've always played it old school with the A, B and the X mm. and Y on the, the thumb with the buttons. But the moment you start trying to retrain your muscle, and that's what they call the muscle memory, mm. to using the paddles at the bottom, once you get the hang of it, then mm. it should become a Do you think it'll make a massive difference to your game? Do you think it can? It uh, does. It, it does, it, yeah. Well, you're not removing your thumb from the analog yeah, sticks. Yeah, yeah. So, so the time between switching between buttons, you're actually pulling the, the paddle at the bottom. And personally, I know when I squeeze a trigger, I, shoot, I get excited. So I'll see someone and I'll shoot, and I'll shoot everything but the guy. Yeah. And I think with these new triggers, you <laughs> just touch it. You just, <laughs> and I do it. And, and I think, he's right there, shoot him. Yeah. And, but with the new triggers, you don't have to push it as far. they got the trigger stops in yeah. them. So, so I can get excited, yeah. and then I, and I, I don't move the control as much. Yes. I still miss a lot, but it's, yeah. I think it has Well, what that uh, event did for me too, it gave me a re reappreciation of what the actual teams are doing in South Africa mm. and obviously international guys because mm. I sat there I, I'm always at the bottom of the lobbies I'm just there to make up the numbers but it gave me a new appreciation for what these guys are turning out tournament after tournament the, the pressure you're under the stress you're under the, the team chemistry that you need to be able to 
pull off a win. It's, it's insane. Look, at Rage, I met your team. They actually won, I think. Am I yes, right? Yes, okay. we won the, the... And the one guy there was so young. Oh, yes. And he could probably wipe the floor with me. <laughs> how, a, how old is he? He's our little cod prodigy, um, Kyle Frost Nokia. Okay. He's uh, age 13 now. He's in grade 7 primary school, so he's off to high school next year. Oh, wow. But he, his parents support his esports. That's good. I was, was going to yeah. ask that. How many parents do you think actually support their children in taking that choice? Do you think a lot of parents rebel against it and think, no, they'd rather... No, do you think it's getting... Being, being on the side mm. of an event organizer, you get to meet the parents when they're dropping their children off, mm. you, you talk to them, and they understand the, the, the reasoning behind why the child is putting so many hours in. Um, there's actually opportunity with Mind Sports South Africa, where gamers can actually get this, the colors, provincial mm. colors, national colors, and, and Springbok colors. For playing video for games. For playing which is video cool. games. No. Which then turns out to have bursaries, universities looked after. So that's that's the one side of things. If only in my day they had those things, Devin. Yeah, we'd be, we'd think be a be. totally different story. Like, oh. Totally different. But, but having the opportunity to chat to the parents and explain to them this is why they, they're putting the, the efforts in, they at least know where the children are. They're not out in the streets and, and clubs and all I those things. I think that the generation of that time is also very different. You know, parents growing okay. up in a very old school type thing. Like, mm. you know, our children will be a little bit different. You know, there'll be a little bit more acceptance in terms of them playing games. Yes. Yeah. Um, what I wanted to ask you actually though is, it's quite interesting because I don't think a lot of teams have it as a team manager. Yeah. And I think that's it's a really good move because a lot of guys don't want to sort of take that role and say, look, let me take the responsibility of managing the team, yeah. looking after you guys, making sure you have your, your sponsorships, your kits, making sure you've got your training in order and all that stuff, setting up the matches. Because a team, you know, you'll get somebody who's a captain who will take on that role, but you want them to rather concentrate on their on game, the game. Yeah. and all that stuff. So I think that's really cool. And do you think that that sort of helped your, your guys in, in building their skills? I'm going to say yes, because what had happened is middle of last year, June, July last year, uh, I was approached by Andrew and Rory, um, Drew and Hazards, if they know them online. Mm. And they were actually looking for a team manager. And at that time, I was looking for a dedicated two-up gamers Call of Duty team. So when we came together, I said, okay, you guys become my team. I will look after you. I do all your logistics, get you guys traveling, accommodation for events, Let's look, let me hook you up with sponsors, and then they then just concentrate on playing. Which so is what you, they should be I doing. I register for them the tournaments, I know when they're playing, what, what time they, they should be online scrimming. So, so that kind of thing, Jake's is very hands-on there as the captain, but I'm just dealing with Jake's and then he'll take it back to the team. Mm. Where the other guys, the, the younger teams are, there's one player that's trying to organize games and matches, there's one guy who's trying to arrange flights for, for their guys, or they're all individually doing it. So just on that aspect as a manager, I'm not, I don't coach them, I can't tell them a thing about Call of Duty. Because they will coach you. <laughs> they, they, will, they will coach me into a corner. Yeah. Um, so I'm just there to look at the bigger picture outside of the gaming, outside of the events and the tournaments. No, you know what, I think it's really important, and I know that a lot of teams can't always have it, and there's not always that guy who's willing to raise his hand and say, let yeah. me do the logistics for you. Yeah. And it is actually quite a lot of admin, you know, from, from your side. I can imagine that there's, you know, just from what, you know, Gray and I have to do, just with, with press sort of thing, yes. I sort of relate in that sort of yeah. thing, because we do similar things in terms of organizing flights, uh, accommodation, yes. making sure they're sorted out. and Getting the brand out there, yeah, getting exactly. those appointments, getting the guys on air. It's on. quite scary, though, when you send a press guy overseas and he phones you, he's like, oh, no, they didn't book my hotel. Yeah, and then you panic. just go quiet. It's like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. no. That hasn't happened to me, but... <laughs> 
didn't, I wasn't the cause of it. I, yeah, I think people are uh, elsewhere. Yeah. But yes, I think forgot. that that's, that all sort of opens up an av- another avenue for people who want to get into esports. Mm. I mean, yes. it's not something that to say that you know you're not going to be in the limelight or anything like that. But you are. You're in a way promoting, you know, your your team in, in a good way, and you can be that that PR person and the limelight and your spokesperson for your team. And I think it's it, it doesn't limit your opportunities to travel either, because no, as a no. team you will t- travel with your manager as well. Well, if you look at complexity overseas, before they went over to Evil Geniuses, they had Matt, who was their their coach or coach and manager, and he always sat behind them in their games, had headsets, had listens in. Wow. And and they were dominant. They won and won, and, and he definitely had brought that X factor. Uh, in South Africa, you, you don't have that many a coach or a manager, so it's, it's a different level at this point in time. But after your playing career or your competitive career, there's a couple of avenues: going to podcasting, like Holden has done, or an event organizer, mm. or now in this case as a manager. You know what, Holden? I feel, I feel so bad for that guy. You know what? He's he is such a talented player, and I've played against him a couple of times, and he's he good. just he just no, he's not good. He is Amazing. unbelievable. <laughs> He just dominates. And you know what? He's one of those guys, like I was saying earlier, you know, he, he needed that place to showcase his skill, but yeah. nobody was willing to take up the, the plate and say, let me host tournaments for you. Yes. So he took up the mantle and said, I will do, do the hosting to, tournament. To grow the, the community, yeah. And like a good tournament organizer, he knows that he can't compete and host at In the same time. No. So, and I think, you know, I feel bad because it almost feels like he sort of missed his, his opportunity. Yeah. Um, but he's so knowledgeable and he's got that vision for the game. Yes. Uh, so I think, you know, he's, he's somebody, if anybody does get a chance to talk with Holden, they must listen with both ears. Yeah, Because com- I think completely. he's got so much to offer everybody. Um, but yeah, I love the stuff that he's doing. I love the shot casting. He d- we had him for the Call of Duty we event. Unfortunately, you know, our, our uh, streaming wasn't allowed to happen, which was very unfortunate. But eventually, we got a makeshift TV, and that was and really it, exciting. And third and fourth playoff, and as well as the finals. Yeah, yeah. that was really exciting to have uh, the shot casters in there and, and come and coach everybody. Definitely. Um, and just uh, one more last thing on that as a managerial role. Yeah. Um, we recently got uh, um, acquired by Energy Esports. Oh, yeah. Nice. Um, so sorry, just going to throw that in there. Um, and what had happened is our team was obviously noticed at Rage this year uh, during the championship. And after the tournament, after prize giving, I was approached by Kasim um, Kaz. And that's where we had the conversation. Instead of him having to go to the team, the players, and, and say, come and see me or let, let's, mm. let's get together and let's talk. Um, and then I actually saw him two, two weeks, three weeks after Rage. And, and we put everything out on black and white paper. And we actually mm. did a full-on acquisition of fear going over to Energy Esports. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, you know, I like the the fact that you know you got the MGOs happening, and yes. I think it's becoming. You know, ga- gamers are starting to realize that it needs to become a little bit more structured in its place. It has to. Be. Uh, and I, th- I find that that's a problem with a lot of, like we're saying, with the managerial side of things. You need a team of people, not just the players, no. to organize everything like that. I look at Bravado has a similar sort of setup. You know, they have their their manager, the guys who do the marketing, the guys who make sure everything's organized sort of thing and let the players play and get that's what they're there to do yeah Yeah. and they mustn't worry about everything else Uh, and there's such such an important aspect to it and i think it's you know a lot of guys have got to realize that there there are places for you in esports if you've got an ability whether it be on social media or organizing keeping things you know going there's normally what i do if there's an event without streaming then the the team twitter account is pumping out rounds scores matches 
um, and keeping those that aren't at the venue up to date with what's yeah, happening. Yeah, exactly. And that, that you can't have a player doing. No, there's, you don't want to distract them from that sort of stuff. There's no way. It sounds so silly, but it's like, it's the truth, you know. Yeah, and they mustn't be dealing with it. And, and, and that's the thing, I think, if, if anybody wants to take their team seriously, that's something that they need to look at, you know. They need to approach people who they think have good uh, skills in sort of marketing their, their team or looking after their team and that sort of aspect and say you know like do you want to take this journey with us and see how far we can take yes, it type of yes. thing and you actually live in that moment if your team is doing well that passion is flying through you when they're doing badly you like right in their faces so so do you talk to your teammate when they when they're all struggling like oh come on guys pull I, it together he's you got a whistle you pull it like, i'm the coach now <laughs> There's a, there's a whip, not a whistle. <laughs> no. do, you, do you give them that uh, inches speech? There's always that encouragement. Uh, come on, pick up your game. You can do this. You've been in this situation before. Um, just an example, the Red Bull, Red Bull um, Invitational we had in August. Our guys were 4-0 down in s final map, and we actually came back to win at 6-5. Wow. So, so that was also one of those pep talks, high fives, tat, tat, pat on the shoulder, pat on the head. Yeah. And, and they, they pulled it through. That's good. Yeah. That's awesome. Oh, I love it. Well, I, I started shaking at the end of our game. I was actually shaking. I had to sit down and I had a Coke. And I was like, oh. was, our hands were literally shaking. It, it, it's, it's awesome. Uh, uh, the adrenaline pumps through you and you yeah. can't believe it's from, it's from a, a video game. Yeah. Well, thinking of like other video games coming up as well, I was just, I was actually watching today because there's so much coming out on Evolve. Oh, and man, um, I, I, watched a, I watched a shoutcast of an Evolve match and I was, you know, as a spectator, I was, I'm sitting in the office now, you know, just imagine, I've got my headphones on and I'm, I'm rooting for the monster, I'm like, yeah, 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 go Kraken, go, and I was like, oh, everybody's looking at me, it's kind of awkward. Pipe down, Devin. <laughs> go Kraken, so, go. Yeah, go. And I thought, you know, that's going to be, that's going to be really cool if we can get uh, esports into sort of evolve, and I think it's quite a different sort of aspect yes. in terms of like, how do you arrange an esports team? of like hunters and, and a monster. It's, yes. it's going to be a different dynamic, I think. Because again, within that game, each player's got their own role. role. And you have yeah. to play that And you've got to play that role. I think, I think that's going to be really cool. So I'm very excited to see if, and if that emerges. five, 4v1. It's five players, yeah. 4v1. Yeah. So yeah, unless you know one of the players is a good monster as well. So I think I that that's going to be- I like playing as a monster. It's too much pressure. <laughs> too much pressure. Too much I love playing. I love <laughs> playing the monster. I am the best monster. Because then, you know, and I'm the worst winner as well. Don't don't let <laughs> no, me no. beat you if I'm a monster. You'll let us know. Okay, so I've, I've got some Twitter questions. Oh, I brilliant. think it's important to actually got quite a few. I actually put it out not so long ago. Okay, so the Vinco or Vinco CS197. That's Clint. The boss. Clint, yeah. He says uh, it's a bit of a I'll also answer, but you guys can jump in. He says, Will Xbox help grow esports here as they have with MLG in the US? And do you think that esports draws the right attention to the console? So Glenn, I'll let you just select. Maybe you, it's probably good for you to say. I'm under NBA. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> do, do you think uh, esports draws the right attention to the console? So is Xbox being the core platform? Because if I answer, I'm obviously going to. You're going to be a little bit biased. Yeah. But, um, what has ha- what has happened with Activision and Xbox in in the states? They've come together now this mm. last year with MLG, and they ran the tournament. I think it was 32 teams internationally from around the world, and and that was the platform for it. I think locally, what needs to happen? Yes, Xbox should get involved mm. more, more intensively. Um, I'm going to also answer that. Yeah, <laughs> Me- Megarom as well. Both mm. both parties here in the room. But what has to happen for it to grow is for our players to mature. Mm. That, that that's what's going to happen. Um, you can't have this little cat fight online because oh, um, you said something about my my game style or. 
Um, or you were cheating or you know yes because yes, that. that actually brings a negative perce perception to local esports mm. you guys having guys having fallouts and spats online which is not necessary for the esports environment true look i think from an xbox side we can do a lot more we have dabbed in it and you know we've sent a team of winners to gamescom yes we've also given like away pretty big prizes i think if the community i, I wanted to do a, a master chief collection tournament however yeah. The install base probably isn't big enough yet. So yeah. if I'm going to do a tournament, I want at least five to 600 people in, like the Gears tournament and the Halo tournament was. So this is my promise to the community. And if people want it, they must shout out. For Halo 5, I'd like to do a tournament. Definitely. But I need to see that people want it. Yeah. Because it's got to, I mean, and when we, we talk prizes, we're going to talk prizes like we did for the last Halo, sending people to Gamescom. Like, we're going to make it worthwhile. Yes. But I don't want to host a tournament where we get like 60, 60 people. Yeah. It's got to be worth a while. And also, I mean, we're going to up our game too. Last time, no more Guitar Hero, Mike. We're <laughs> going to have proper equipment. We're going to do it properly. And we've learned a lot from it. I mean, Dev and I, when we were shoutcasting, we were looking at the wrong screen. So there was a delay and we couldn't figure <laughs> it out. So no, we've learned a lot. That, there's the growth that has happened yeah. locally if, from uh, distributors and manufacturers and, and console providers. What has happened just on the Xbox platform? Obviously, it came out here later than the other console. Mm. And what has happened, there's been a big cry from the Xbox guys to say, come over, the new Xbox One does launch in September, come over, jump onto mm. the platform, because that's where the talent is lying. COD Champs is not played on no. the Wii. I would or, encourage or people also listening to the show that have switched, like, really, come, if you want to play competitively, this is where it is. Well, we invest, and Mega, we good partners in Megaron, we invest heavily in more so than well, a big ps3 yeah. team salt actually did the whole merger over onto mm. xbox one now they're still busy with their transition so there's now a whole 30 40 new players that's going to come and play and, and and try and compete against the xbox guys i think that's awesome i think that that's also important as well i watched uh, the video from uh, vinko uh, previously oh, on so how he's trying to get uh, the community yes, he, over yeah. and it makes sense it's not that it's like trying to you know up Xbox sales or anything like yeah. that but and it was important to you as well you know the more people there are on a single platform the yeah. bigger your, your competitive pool is the more chance you have of you know getting a proper esports tournament going example MLG last night um, ran an online tournament a 10k $10,000 wow. 181 teams entered online tournament sure sure what ours is it not even a third of that number in South Africa across both platforms mm -hmm. So we don't have that number, that database of players. And yet. also, you know, I encourage people to encourage their friends to get get involved. Like, yeah. go get a console. Let's like do this. Like, grow grow the community locally. Because yes. yeah. it, it's not going to get to that stage if we as gamers don't push. The we need to push. Thing, sorry, the other thing, like you're talking about support. Uh, in terms of what gamers need mm. to do, and you were saying that gamers need to mature. And, you know, I, I remember from my day, like when, when I created tournaments for Game Lobby, and it was the one reason why I started making people pay to enter tournaments. Yes. And it's something that all players, if you're a competitive player or interested in getting into a competitive scene, when you join a tournament, see it through. Yeah. Do not flake halfway because you've lost or anything like that. Firstly, you're losing out on experience. Yeah. Secondly, you're screwing it up for the rest of the teams that are still in the ladder nice. there because Bottom. you're going to give everybody buys. It, it doesn't matter at the end of the day if you won or lost. You know, you've got to stick it out there. You've got to learn from your mistakes and you've got to keep on going through it. Uh, because it's, it's, it's the only, you know, we can't be selfish about us, especially in South Africa, because we don't have the base. No. And if, you, if you're going to be a, a sore team that, you know, gets, you know, goes and cries off in the, in the corner when you lose, you, we're, we're going to lose another team that's going to be a smaller uh, 
competitive competitive pool. Yeah. And you know you're not gonna have you're not gonna get that that chance to get any better. And you can ask any any athlete from any any sort of uh, mm, any profession, profession, whatever. Yeah. They've all lost. Yeah. They've lost time and time again. But they didn't they didn't give up. They went back. They got they picked themselves up. They learned from their mistakes and they get back into the field and they yeah. they, and they do take it that experience with them and exactly. take it forward. Yeah. For me, that is the most important thing. You know, if you just join tournaments, it doesn't matter if it's good or bad i mean you're going to have bad tournaments you're going to have good tournaments it just get that experience in there get used to the fact that even if you're on a, on a losing run like you were saying you know four nil down yeah in a tournament there's still there's always still a chance to come back for it there is always but even if there's not not a chance you know just take what you can get you know see how far you can take your team use that as a benchmark for the next time you get into a tournament that's that's the important thing for me I know we've gone away from Clint's original question, but I know Clan Connection, Nick Holden's original tournament online system, mm. this year, hopefully, with Advanced Warfare, they'll be introducing pro points. So even the teams that f finish 8th, 9th, 10th will be awarded points per tournament. So these That's guys, awesome. if you start dropping out, you're not going to get allocated your points for seeding for the next tournament. Yes. So hopefully that, that'll brilliant. kick in, yeah. No, that's that's really good to see. And uh, again, you know, Nick has, you know, he's got that time to think about it and he's, he's got the vision for the game as well in between his studies <laughs> in between his, well his last exam was was uh, today wasn't yeah, it? Today, yeah. yeah okay right cool today. so he's, he's gonna have more time to focus yeah. on tournaments <laughs> I'm good. There, there's just a to work. small little rumor down there between clint cs mm. um, zombie zombie dread and holden that these guys are going to do a collaboration that's there's murmurs oh yeah yeah so you've got mm -hmm. the event facilitator you've got your cast and you've got the the, oh, nice. the boss well, involved. it sounds like it's going to be good things yeah. for everybody and that's that's exciting you know because it's it's a platform for us and that's when you know you can start approaching microsoft's and megaroms and say yes. look we have a professional platform we'd like to get you guys more involved and it's not that we're not um willing to get involved yeah i mean we are we've done it plenty of times we uh, as Megram have sponsored the D DGL plenty of times, we yes. did we sponsor the the com competition. We won some of your prizes now. <laughs> exactly. So you know, as as long as we can see that the platform is worthwhile and that there are players ready to yes. sign up, then we are all for it. We want to support the community. Brilliant. But so do we. So do we. There's there's got to be a certain amount of professional, uh, you know, outlook on on this. You know, the one number one thing. Sorry, I keep on going on so many tangents. Still got more Twitter questions. <laughs> otherwise, keep so, going. so just one. Okay. Just on the on this because you know we've been talking about it recently. Yeah, we like have. we get sponsor requests all the time, and yes. I will tell you as a team, a team or MGO or a tournament organizer, the first thing you've got to decide before you even think about coming to us, yeah. is, and, it, and we'll ask you as well. It's like, what is your what are you giving us in return? Correct. And if we and it sounds it sounds so corporate and everything, but it's it's the truth. If we don't have the numbers to show off our brand, what are we what are we doing it for? You know, we need to know. And it's no good for us to just put our, our banner on your website. I mean, that's not going to do any good for us. So have a solid plan. Have a have an ideal of, you know, how are we going to expose these brands that we want to sponsor us? You know, it's, yeah. you know if we're not offering exposure, then it's no point in, in getting it. And the last tangent. <laughs> Fear has been around since 2008. That's six years, eh? Looking at now. And only now, this, this year, did we get approached by an MGO with proper sponsors on board. So the guys have grinded, different team, different players, grinded, grinded, grinded. Only now has it come through. Don't sure. join into esports and want all the big name sponsors. You've got to get out there and prove yourself and prove to the, the sponsors what you can bring and, them. And also for event organizers too. I've had a lot of people saying they're having a thousand man land and yeah. like, you know, it's a tournament. And I, then I always say to them, okay, great. Like, where are you hosting? How do people buy tickets? Yeah. Like, I ask them the basic questions that you should have thought of before you approach me and none of them have 
that at all. The idea is there and I can see the passion, but if you can't provide me with like Solid answers to my questions, yeah. then I'm not going to want to go with you. So that's a tip to people also that want to do these big tournaments. Have your, all your ducks in a row and yeah. then approach me. Just yes. at the bottom, don't bullshit us at the end of the day. No, like if you're going to come to me and say, yeah. I'm going to give you a thousand man land, I'm going to laugh in your face. Yeah. And also the thing is, is like, um, we are generally skeptical by nature. We have to be because we, I get a lot of people approaching me that are either con artists yeah. or yeah. they don't have plans or they're passionate. They want to do, just plan it first. Like we're not going Think anywhere. It through, yeah. Get it done and, and, and yeah. then we'll talk. Yeah. yeah. I always say the, the best thing and it's like one of my my developer who used to work with me on Game Lobby always, because I also had like had these grandeur <laughs> ideas of how are we going to go and what we're going to do and everything like that. And his first thing is like baby steps. That's it. And what you can do if you're a tournament organizer, have a small LAN, a private LAN. Yeah. Invite 10 of your mates to come around. And then if those 10 like enjoy themselves and you got it run, then invite 20 more and like expand and it and start yeah. growing it. And then when it becomes like completely unmanageable, then you have some tangible proof to say, look, we, we've done this for a couple of days or a couple of weeks, you know, we think it's awesome. We'd like some, some additional sponsorship and we don't mind helping out. If we have spare merchandise and stuff like that that we can yeah. offer to your, your guys, then cool, let's Excellent. do it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's definitely actually, worthwhile. Sorry, Twitter questions. Okay, yeah, we've got, we've got a few. <laughs> so, so Poiky said, it's not really a question, but it's more of a statement. How awesome would it be to have another Halo tournament in SA? It's coming. Yeah, oh. As I said, <laughs> as I said, if, the, if people want it, let's let's see that you want it, well, and we'll do it. And Halo Five is looking awesome. Oh, yeah, it looks very sad. tournament based. Yeah. And one of one of our, our brother clans out there, Vinko, they've already picked up two Halo players, oh, Pupsky and J Sharp. Those guys won our tournament. Yes, Yo, so those guys are Vinko's beasts. again looking to the to the future to say we're bringing these guys into our organization as yeah. Halo Five is now around the corner. And so, listen, if uh, if uh, Vinko or Energy needs a monster player for Evolve, oh. Just, uh, uh, give me a call. <laughs> Certain Mr. Stanton. <laughs> and then I'm um, Jay Sharp, actually. Oh, really? Asked yeah. us a question. We've kind of answered, but I'll read it anyway, because it's good that they're asking. He says, how does the future of tournaments in Halo look in South Africa yeah. from a Microsoft standpoint? It looks it looks looks bright, and especially with Halo Five. Well, last month they announced um, the championship series for Halo. Yeah. Um, international, obviously. Yeah. But we could potentially send a team there. We like, can let's, run let's, a local tournament, have online qualifiers, get well. Let's maybe do some lands first before. Yes. <laughs> yeah. What I want to do also is like, this is my goal. It's not not everybody has internet connectivity at home, but they could be like amazing at Halo. So what I want to do is also have a land-based portion where we do stuff in Durban and Cape Town, where everyone can come and play, and the winners from those match will come to the finals and then play the yes. online winners. Yeah. So that I, I want to make sure that if we do send a team, even with COD, like we send, send the, in the best, best players because yeah. like I want them to win. Yeah, I just want to add to that in terms of. Uh, the tournaments and everything like that while we want to sport and i know graham he, he loves loves organizing tournaments and stuff like that you know he takes he takes out his own personal time to try and make it happen and everything like that it's it's beyond his his call He's, of duty yes. if i can <laughs> see the pun there uh, and you know what i think it we need to rely more on the community i look at you know we've mentioned the call of duty million dollar challenge it's not actually run by uh of duty or by oh, microsoft no it's, it's it's like by an individual who's mm. going to approach both companies and said i want to hold this big tournament once you'll buy in type of thing and Correct. he runs it as a community so it's you know he's got the, the, the support from call of duty and from microsoft yes. so you know if we can get more community guys like the guys from dgl the, the guys from arena um forget the uh, Holden's guys, MWeb guys. Yes. You know, they, these are the guys that are building up these tournaments, and then we come in and latch on and say, "Cool, let's do it." You know, let's, let's mm. support and see what we can do in terms of offering 
uh, prizes and all that sort of stuff. But it has to come from the community. And I'd also yeah. say as well, if you are a gamer joining these tournaments and you have a gripe with how a tournament is being run, don't just go and slag it off and you know go to a forum or yeah, yeah. Go approach these guys. Criticism and, and go back to these guys it. and talk to them and say, look, I don't like the way this is done. Can you explain it type of thing? Uh, why have you done this ruling? And, and I fought with it so many times at Game yeah. Lobby as well. Like everybody had a problem with my rulings, but once they understood why the ruling was there, yeah. it made sense. And then everybody's like, okay, cool. And I gave people the opportunity to change the rules as well. So yes. before my tournaments ran, I'd say, here are all the rules. You have a two-week period to Scrutiny, dispute yeah. dispute yeah. any of these rules. Yeah. And that's that's how we ran. And I think you know it's important that we get community feedback, mm. but I also think it's important that we mimic uh, overseas tournament rulings. Because if we're playing on a different exactly. rule set, you get, the, you get some MLG, yeah. Yeah. and you're not used to a certain way of playing, then you're screwed. <laughs> Prime so. example, 2013 COD Champs. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Our guys, yeah. new, new to Hardpoint, we, we had been playing Team Deathmatch, all the other modes, get there, and they got a walloping. Yeah. yeah in a big, big way. <laughs> Whipping. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah. But they brought back that experience, and exactly. all we did and then played was hard points. So, yeah. So, it's another thing as a community member. Offer constructive criticism. And tournament organizers, they need to be open to that criticism as well. Yeah. They can't just run a tournament and think they know And, you know, best. I will give big ups to our community. I can't speak to the rest. We had our Gears tournament and our Halo tournament, especially our Halo tournament. Yes. Two of the guys that played in it couldn't actually go to Gamescom because they were riding matric finals. Yeah. And we stated in our terms that, you know, we're not responsible for that. And Jay Sharp and them were the most mature bunch I've ever had. Yeah. And they didn't go, but they accepted it. And I sent them a whole bunch of games recently. But I thought to myself, if it had been me, I would have moaned like yeah. crazy. Because he moans all the time. <laughs> but I also think they see the bigger picture yeah. um, with competitive gaming. And, you know what, and I have a feeling that the next Halo tournament that comes along, they're probably going to win it and go to Gamescom or whatever we do. Anyway. Unless, unless we've got a Halo team. Mm. Mm. Challenge accepted. I'm also pretty good at Halo. <laughs> Just oh, yeah, we, we're going to start a, a team here. <laughs> yeah. So then I've got, I've got one more question, Glenn. I'm going to let you actually answer this. We have kind of answered it, but you can maybe give more insight. It's Gareth Woods. He's a comedian. Yes. Brilliant comedian. Median, if you go check him out on YouTube and follow him on Twitter, it's the Gareth Woods. Yeah. So he says, what will it take to get the SA gaming community to the same competitive level as the US and Asia? Firstly, our infrastructure. Mm. We, we can't play even to a European server and, and compete in an EGL mm. or a Gfinity online tournament. Our guys are playing with a 250 millisecond ping. It's, it's, it's just can't. Yeah, it's tough. So I, I believe, well, I'd like to believe, we've got the talent, we've got the dedication. We've seen it in all our sports, soccer, cricket, rugby, you name it. Our mm. guys are passionate and they live for what they're doing. The same re relates to all our gamers. These guys will put in the hard yards, the, the practicing hours, mm. but they need to get that exposure against international competition. It doesn't help you come yeah, and you win every single local tournament and go to COD Champs in 2015 and you get, don't even make it out of the group stages. Then, then there's something we're doing wrong. Mm. So we've got to have more international exposure either bringing teams out here or sending teams overseas. That, that's how I see us closing that gap. And also you think locally also, because you know, we unfortunately do have internet problems in this country <laughs> and the pings we can't really do much about. Do you think it would be like a good idea to have more, it's probably a better idea to have more lands. The more lands, the better. So that's, uh, that's why it's so important. Yeah. Get, get a community room or something where you can just play. Yes. So that's also going to be a big factor, do you think, to yeah. help more up our game a bit? Some guys have never played on land, like these online warriors, because mm. of their connections, they get to a land like dying first bullet foot and they don't understand it. But they, they need to play more you're land. adjusted to, your, to play online. Almost. Yes, yeah, you're almost familiar with, oh, you know you can take four or five bullets before you mm. even... No. So, so playing on a land, you get, you get shown. You, you and get, I love lands. 
I'm actually I'm trying to start a land. It's more we've of a fun thing, about you know. This. And I've I've started it now. You're a part of it already. Yeah, yeah. So we've called it the Lawn Land, and it was actually an idea from Jimmy, my my mate, who the card guy, just Jimmy, honed us all at uh, <laughs> Call of Duty. Uh, you know, we we played the land at Call of Duty, and then afterwards he's like, you know, we have to do that again. It was just so much fun, and uh, I'd like to. And I keep on saying to everybody as well. Everybody's like. Oh yeah, we should do a land. We should do a land, and now everybody wants to organize. But the people quickly forget there's some logistics in there that not a lot of people bits. realize. Yes. Firstly, and the big this is the biggest one, and I encourage guys to try and get themselves just a normal PC monitor, an yeah. HDMI PC yeah. monitor, because quickly people forget that yeah, I'm going to go to a land, but Your now TV. I don't want to drag my TV along because yeah. a console is a completely different story. It might be compact, but yeah. you need a display. I think you can purchase like a 27 inch now for like. One five two K. Yeah, you know it's HDMI. not an expensive yeah. investment. It's, it's at worth all. it. I, when I come to, to uh, we did a Halo land. I come to your your land. I yeah. just hook it under my arm and That's walk it. out the door. It's yeah. very quick. Yeah, well, I took a picture of my in my the, setup in my boot. It was <laughs> just like my my uh, messenger bag with my console in it. My screen next to it was like That's it. There you go. Power and cable controller. Everything there. What I can say is from our side, as I've, I've chatted also the lawn land and Microsoft, we will offer a venue so we could use our auditorium. Brilliant. We can fit a lot of people. As there. long so as Graham's allowed to come. Yeah, I, I, have, <laughs> I have to be there to let you guys in. But we, we, we are geared up to do that in the weekend, and we can. So we have facilities. Mm. So now we well, need that, the that's people. the first logistical hurdle out of yes. the way. Yeah. That, that's Joburg, unfortunately. But like, I'd like to see other people doing similar things. Yes. Yeah, I think so. And like, you know, with the, the teams, the competitive side, I know that the energy guys, they do have uh, boot camps. Boot camp. Yeah, yeah, so there are places and venues. I know Hive, uh, Hive Gaming, Monte, Casino, Monte yes. Casino. They yeah. they host boot camps for guys. So really cool guys. Yeah. And they will do PC and consoles. So you you go chat to the guys. Guy's name is Wesley. Awesome dude. That's right. And uh, he'll hook you guys up. He has an amazing internet connection there as well. But it's just so much better that when your team is together. You know, playing on a LAN connection, even if you're playing internationally, you, you have that chance to actually talk to each other after the game and just yes. have a discussion, go and get something to eat and, you know, talk about how you play and all that sort of stuff. So I think that's a really important as well. Completely agree with you. And uh, Graham's going to chuck the, the lawn land details. Oh, well. We're just trying to get registration. So, like, we can just start numbers, who's emailing out there. like I say, baby steps. You know, the first land we're planning to have maybe 10 people come. As long as we can get a lobby of, of 4v4, so eight people, well, then that's cool. We that had a fun day. I've been in Gauteng now the last two months. I was fortunate the Call of Duty Advanced Warfare mm. launch. That Saturday, we did the Halo land the Halo with the Master land. Chief collection. Straight into Assassin's Creed. Did Far Cry. You came at the best time of year. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> November, the month of madness. Which was great. And then just having that experience that that Saturday mm. land with the Halo guys, once the patch was down and everyone was up and running, mm. the, the amount of fun that was had. Oh, it was great. It, it, nothing beats. Cannot, Xbox Live is cool. I love playing, but nothing beats being beat in a room together. Snacks were provided. There were yeah. drinks that was Pizzas. going. Pizzas. Oh. Copious sugar. You don't have to have a spit drinks. on the braai, yeah. which we, you had. The guy, the guy actually <laughs> said we had a lamb in the spit, and he says he's done many venues. And he says to me, he's never seen lamb go that quick in his whole life. <laughs> there wasn't seconds. I said, I just shook Gamers are ravenous. I said, gamers, gamers get hungry. Playing games is hard work. Tough work. He just says he's never seen that before. But it was good lamb. Yes. It was good lamb. Yes. But I mean, if we have an event, and I want as many people as possible, we can like maybe do pizzas, you know. Let's just see if we get enough people. And. And Make it a regular thing. Putting a land together is just communicating it up front for any guy who's wanting to travel. Mm. So he can book his flights a little bit exactly. earlier, sort out his logistics. Yeah. So for the Lord Land, like I don't mind taking up the, 
you know, organizing and all that sort of stuff. And, and it, like, it you. could be like if, if I can't get a venue where with Graham or something like that, I might host it at my house. I don't yes. really care. Like, I just want Proper to play a land. Garage land. And it's not about, a you know, land the, in the you're garden. talking about the, the competitive side of it. I'm just looking to have fun. Yes. And I just want to play with guys and, and have a good time and on zero see. lag and all that stuff. I want my hands to shake again. <laughs> that's what I want. I don't want to use my scuff controller. Yeah, you just want to show that little <laughs> my, pretty my scuff. My Vinco one. Yeah, you got a black and yellow, the Bumblebee mm, version. Yeah. So yeah, at the end of the act, like, um, I've opened it. I've sort of added, created like a questionnaire. So I've I've, I've opened it up to Durban and to Cape Town, but yeah. obviously I can't run those. But I'm willing to like create a database for anybody who is. Yeah. So if I, if there is a is there somebody in Durban who wants to take the mantle, or somebody in, in Cape Town, you know, I'll happily and, share and the here, database. Here's another favor for me. I'll tell you what. If the first land does pretty well and we see an interest, I will build a website from scratch. Where people can, we can have different territories, so Durban, and I will give their managers logins and they can manage their own land and add their own content and manage the land for their you district. Might as, just, well, might as well just re, reinvigorate uh, Gamelob, Gamelob <laughs> yeah, because that's exactly what it does. Well, <laughs> I, I, I don't have the, the time to build tournament boards, but we can use it as a manage and yeah. management slash communication system. Yeah. And th- that's something that I will One central to do. point, yeah. And I, and I will do it. And there will be a full system where they can add their content, they can add videos, photos, they can even live stream if they really want to. Th- that's how hungry we are for lamb. Mm. Yeah. Not yeah. lamb, lamb. Lamb, lamb and lamb. <laughs> lamb lambs. There we go. Yeah. So yeah, well we we're ticking on to forty four minutes. Sure. So it's been a it's been an interesting show. I want to hear from everybody what they thought and their questions, and we, maybe we do a follow up show on this. Yeah. And maybe we'll even do a podcast from the lawn land. From a lawn land, oh, I think yeah. it should be important. Yeah. And I, I already I already see a logo like a guy with a mower holding a game controller or something. <laughs> lawn land. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, thanks, thanks for coming, Glenn. Thank it you so really much. really great to oh. have you on the show. We will actually put you on the next show, too. Oh, yeah, it's uh, actually we'll, past tonight. Yeah, we know mm. two shows. Two shows standard is your rating. And then we'll <laughs> let the audience decide. You know, yeah. Should he stay or should he go? <laughs> Ask the audience. <laughs> and Devin, thanks again for always providing your of interesting course. insight. Yeah, I'm glad my insight's interesting. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> well, we think it's interesting. Maybe that's why we've been losing comments. Mm. Mm. just done with them. Cool. But no, thanks for having us. It's pleasure, pleasure. Been, been good. Thanks awesome. a lot, guys. Cheerio. Goodbye. Goodbye. Listen.